Now, uh, I am doing a few errands, but my uh, the errands are completely brain dead, so you have my complete attention. You're in the car? Oh. No, I'm... Oh, God, no. No, I'm not Skyping from the car. No, no, I'm, like, I'm just wow. at home. I just I just have... You know, I've got to do the bathrooms or whatever, right. and, uh, uh, but it's completely brain dead work, so I can certainly yeah, multitask to this level. I hope, anyway. No problem. Uh, how about I just read the email, because... Uh, um, that will get my brain straight straightened out here. Oh, um, great! As, then you read the email, and we'll stop talking then, because it'll straighten it out. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote an email to Steph, say asking about rejecting um, rejecting women that I can uh, I'm initially interested in, but the, it turns out not to be so good. So I wrote um. I've had to do this a number of times now as I continue to start dating again. I meet um, I meet new win- women I'm interested. That doesn't sound right. I meet new women with whom I'm interested, get to know, and decide I'm no longer interested. I have a lot of trouble separating my own feelings and preferences, which is to reject them and look elsewhere, versus their feelings and preferences, which is to date me. Because if they're interested, then, you know. I've been struggling with this, and while it has gotten a, a tad easier, I feel really awful and, well, just to add more to, than what's in the email, I feel guilty and shamed of of breaking it off. Or, or I guess if it's not, <laughs> to further elaborate, if it's not an actual relationship, I feel um, like, because if you're just meeting someone, then you're not exactly in a relationship, you're... you're <laughs> You've just met, you know, so it's it's kind of a initial situation. So um, I feel I yet I feel awful for even you know just discontinuing contact, even though it just you just met. So um, so I feel really awful when I get to the point where I know for sure that I've lost interest. So in one case, I mistakenly tried to remain friends even after telling her that I did not share her feelings, knowing that this would go terribly wrong, and it did. Her feelings of being rejected went underground, and naturally she acted out passive-aggressively. Right, because the key thing is to say, oh, I certainly do share your feelings of being very attracted to someone. It's just not to you. But <laughs> Right. Right, that didn't turn out to... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I have no plans of ever doing that again. So once I once I end. Oh, you mean the staying it, friends thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so once I end it, it should be done and over. Had this been easy for me to do, given the above struggle, are you still there? Uh huh. Okay. Just sometimes this thing cuts out. Struggle. I've if had this been easy for me to do, given the above struggle, I'd have done it. So the I'm next sorry, person, just, I, what, the above struggle is, is what? I just want to make sure I follow. Which is um, having to separate my preferences from theirs and, and wanting to um, end things even though it may disappoint them or hurt them or, or they may feel rejected and or um, they may react really badly, and which has happened also. So, and um, sorry, when you say to end things, you're not talking about ending a dating relationship. You're more talking no. about not like not starting a dating relationship with when the woman exactly wants. right. Okay. But see, it doesn't even. I haven't even have a, a real official date in 21 months. I mean, I haven't taken a girl out to a movie and dinner. That that's that hasn't happened in in 
well at least 21 months. Right. So it's uh, I haven't even gotten to that point yet. <laughs> right, right. So this is before that. Um, so the next person I did this with uh, wanted to be friends as well. I told her no that based on the initial interest and intent, I didn't think it would work out as friends, and I felt really bad at, about doing that. She, of course, reacted as I expected, which is why I didn't want to date her in the first place because I picked up on that. So I only got validation for my decision, but how did she react? Just sort of, um, she she leveled because I, I get that she probably felt humiliated about being rejected, and then leveled by humiliating me by saying. Well, how, how do you even know? I, I, I didn't say – I did never even say I, I was interested in you. Yeah. You Who know? do you think you are? You know, you think right. you're all that and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that whole, that's what I'm afraid of half the time You because know, I'm afraid they're going to say, well, I was never interested in you. What do you think? You're some kind of egotistical – You know, everybody likes you or something. Right. So <laughs> that, that's another thing I'm avoiding in addition to the guilt and shame. So – um. Now I'm in the same position again, which when I sent this email, I was, but I, I have since cut off any contact. Um, now I'm in the same position position again with someone, and perhaps there's still, still some fine-tuning as far as prevention, like getting it before I start to talk to or pursue them. Which Yeah, I like there's some vibe you might be giving off that um, that puts you in this situation, so to speak. Right. Or, or something I'm missing just initially, like, uh, um, or just something that I can do to limit these circumstances to a minimum. So there, there's some. Uh, I know there's some physical appearance red flags that I can pick out, like fake nails, tattoos, piercings, you know, all the general stuff, like the the hygiene, how they dress. Um, blue just hair. Some things, yeah, blue hair. <laughs> right. Again, these just aren't things. all perfect, but they can come together, right, with some indications. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think one problem is communication. While it's obvious that we're both interested in, in each other with romantic intent, at least initially, it's not really talked about. Uh, hey, 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 you just, you just, uh, you just slipped in for the big fact there. <laughs> okay. Wait. Uh, that's Hold fine. On, I finish. just I just want to point it out, and maybe I, I missed something earlier. But but you were talking about not being attracted to these women, and now you're talking about being attracted to them initially, which again is totally fine. I just want to make sure I understand which it is. Okay, in this case, this is where I'm attracted initially. Okay, so um, you're attracted initially, but then there are warning signs that come up, um, yes. and you decide not to pursue it, and the women, uh, let's say, do not take it particularly gracefully. Right. Okay. So, um, at least And sorry, and, and in each of these situations um, that have arisen, are you initially attracted and then find that uh, you're not so much? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, that, that's I, I think, the first thing to look at, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, because, for, for instance, this girl that I'm talking about in this paragraph here is, is um, with someone at, who worked in the same building that I I work in, and um, we had been, you know, smiling each other in the hallway as we passed. But you know that, like, for months on end. And I finally, um, or actually, she finally uh, decided to say something. And I, I had planned on saying something too, but just you had planned. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but she she managed to do it first, and right. um. So we um had lunch and stuff like that. And, and I sorry, found just that, so I understand. I mean, let's uh, let's take this step by step. So you saw this uh, this woman uh, who's who works in your building, and you felt attracted to her to the point where you would sort of smile back and forth. Yeah. Okay. And what was it about her that you found attractive? Um. Well, there, <laughs> I think there's a number of things. Let, <laughs> okay. let me let me go through the list. She was um. She she was uh, cute. I mean, she she wasn't like. <laughs> drop dead bombshell blonde or anything like that but she was cute and she had a great smile and the way she was smiling at me was um you know an indication that she wasn't <laughs> depressed at least so um i uh let's see i i could also i also knew that she was in it in some other area that was under under some other manager so she wasn't like on the same team or anything which means we share common interest in computers so and, and which also means she's intelligent so um i found that kind of attractive and and decided to find out more about her which the only way to do that is to, <laughs> to talk to her or take go to lunch or something so we went to lunch and <laughs> after that lunch um, I just sort of, I, I felt frustrated the whole time because I, I just didn't feel there was any real connection or anything like that. And um, well, let's talk a little bit more. Obviously, without any details, it. but what uh, what was the conversation at lunch? Why was there no connection? Hmm. Huh. Um, there, there wasn't any. Um, the conversation was just kind of avoiding any kind of topic that might be interesting. And as I tried to get to um, direct it <laughs> towards an interesting topic, it got directed away towards a really boring topic. So, Like what? What was she talking about? Um, she, she plays pool with friends or she's, she's like on, in this pool team or, or league or something like that. Right. <laughs> sounds really like she sounds like you were really interested in listening. She did something with balls that wasn't interesting to me. Right? <laughs> okay. Right. But it was it was more the the sort of mundane details of it, which I I guess maybe I I didn't find it interesting. Right. Maybe you know maybe I should have, or maybe I I should have at least. I'm sorry. Sh 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 I'm sorry. Should have. What do you mean? I, I don't know. I, I, all I know is I... You used the word. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> well, should have as in, you know, maybe I should have found it more interesting, but I didn't. Sorry, I'm not sure what you mean when you say you should have found it more interesting. What does that mean? Um, I guess that means taking, you know, a, a, a begrudging interest <laughs> or... Uh, you realize the difficulty that you're in in trying to say I should be more interested than I am. Which is impossible. Well, I mean, yes, it's impossible. Um, I mean, unless you find yourself, like if, if just before you go and have this lunch, you find yourself, uh, you know, you receive some bad news and you're distracted or something, right? But, but I'm just, because this is important, right? Because there's a, a sense of obligation here, which is kind of what we're talking about. And I was waiting for the first indication of obligation to come up, right? 
and here it is. And here it is, right? That's why I'm I'm pausing on that that should, right? Right. So she was boring to you, right? Yeah, and it it may not. I I don't know if it was what she was saying or s- signals she was giving off or whatever, but I felt like that it was sort of dissociated and unconnected and and frustrated or or, or something. She, you mean just, sorry, she was. I wasn't. Sorry, she was. Sorry, sorry to keep interrupting. Do you mean that she was dissociated and disconnected and so on and frustrated? Oh, that's that's possible. I mean, that may be why I felt that way. Okay. Um. Uh, but I I know that I didn't feel excited, engaged, or engrossed, or or intrigued, or anything of the sort, or giddy, or <laughs> I didn't feel that admiration or or anything like that. She didn't she didn't have very many admirable qualities. So, um, or let's let's just say at least interesting qualities, right? Yeah, interesting. Right, right, okay. So I I was just. <laughs> Which is kind of tough because we work in the same building. So. Um, oh, so right. So there's lots of uh, how's it going. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to go play <laughs> pool or something, right? Has she she asked you? About, well, we get to that. Okay, so. Yeah, she asked me to go play pool, and uh, I, I talked to my therapist, which I think that was my second to the last session. But um, I I talked to my therapist about. Her ask my experiences of her, and that she had asked me to go play pool, and so I I canceled the pool thing, saying that there was something that worked. Wait, wait, you <laughs> too fast. Oh, okay, too sorry, fast. am I jumping ahead? Old brain. Um, okay, so so you you had this lunch, and um, did did she ask you any questions? I mean, how was it for uh, how was it for you? She that, that's another thing. She didn't take much of an interest in. Um, my interests either. Well, so, not I mean, your I, interests, but you, right? I mean, I assume yeah, that she told you that she played pool because you said, what do you do with your time and life and breath and all that, right? And so you asked her some questions. And uh, did you find that she herself did not uh, ask you that many questions? Because there's nothing more boring than being in a one-way conversation, right? I say that as a podcaster, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, she didn't ask me a lot of questions. Uh, did she? But she asked you some questions. Yeah, not not with any um, probing interest, though. And and I also um, I don't know if this is a valid way to sort of test someone's interest from the from a distance. But um, I, I had mentioned this to Greg. It was like, is this a valid way to really de- decide if someone is actually interested in you? But I have that stat counter on, and I don't get. Like more than maybe um, sixty to a hundred unique visitors on my website for, per day, so it's. it's I, I can tell, yeah, I can tell where they're coming from, and I could tell, you know, it it maps them right down to exactly where they live. And I knew she lived in the Heights, and I wasn't seeing any hits from Houston at all, like the whole time that I knew her, and she knew my website because she she was on my Facebook. So, and how did she get on your Facebook? Oh, <laughs> we're computer geeks, <laughs> so she. Well, sorry, but but was this after the lunch? Uh, no, I think this was before the lunch. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> right, so you skipped a little, yeah. right? Yeah, I skipped a little. 
All right, so let's go back to um, yeah, no problem. I'm just trying to get the sequence here, right? So let's go back to when you had a conversation with her, where you gave her your Facebook information, and then you decided to go for lunch, right? Yeah, um, there were a couple of more conversations before the the lunch, but nothing, yeah, I would assume um, they're worse because you you rarely go from smiling to let's eat, right? Right. Okay. Right. Right. This is where the information really is that's important, right? Because once you're in the lunch, you're kind of, you know, minorly committed to something, right? Right. Right. And it's too late to say, I don't know, I have amnesia, a girlfriend, um, <laughs> leprosy, you know, whatever, right? Um, right? It's too late to make polite excuses once you've basically said, let's have a date, right? Right, so I, I think a, maybe a couple of weeks had passed. Okay, but um, what were the interactions that occurred between going for lunch? Oh, sorry, between the smiles and the going for lunch. Uh, cubicle visits and um, office visits. I'm in an office. She's in a cubicle. Right, right. Okay, so you would go and visit her at the cubicle, or she would come visit you in the office? Yeah, and they, and they were very brief visits. I mean, we were working, so, <laughs> and uh, and she's a project manager. And so she's usually in meetings, but um, like five-minute visits at the cubicle, maybe. And what would other... we talk about then? Was she interesting at that point? Like, did she just get boring at lunch? Or well, it was a lot of geek talk about iPhones because we both had iPhones. Um, she was just sharing all the kinds of applications that that she had, and and um, up front, I hadn't yet asked a lot of questions about her personal life. Did she have an application called iBor? Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> iDoll. Yeah. So, uh, uh, okay, so you had a chance to interact with her. Um, and she basically talked about her iPhone. Basically, yeah, uh, we, uh, I mean, I talked about mine. I was just, yeah, yeah, we shared, um, Applications. Right, it's like the modern equivalent of playing doctor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll boot up I'll mine. Show me my applications if you show me yours. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I flirt. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. there was a little so, more than just that, but it was mostly geek talk. I mean, it was just work talk or geek talk or just like, what are you doing for work, you know? And, and I, I, at least at that point, got to know what she did there. And what was your emotional experience of these? Uh, you know, obviously brief and, and somewhat technical um, uh, interactions. My emotional experience at that point was, um, see, I I was still attracted. I know that. I still felt um, interested in finding out if there's more underneath there besides uh, a geeky outer layer. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, because I mean, you like women with silicon, just not that kind. Just kidding. Sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's a different so, Silicon Valley that normally grabs your interest. But anyway, go on. Let me grab my. I I still have to do this sometimes. My list of emotions so that I can pinpoint the exact one. <laughs> right, because um, it is that easy. <laughs> There's only one, right? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, it was friendly. Um, 
enchanted a little. Right. Uh, charming, sort of... Um, Mm, lively, enthusiastic, maybe a little. Okay, so uh-huh. so it was it was definitely a positive experience for you when right. you guys were talking at work. Right. And I knew we couldn't go into anything deep at, at cubicles or in offices when there's people, especially cubicles, because there's people around. But uh, <laughs> um, that's why we went to lunch instead. So. Well, but I'm going to submit to that um, nothing was surprising was at lunch, before. right? Right. There must have been some, th- some indication before. Well, there probably was more than one, right? And the question is, you know, why you would not see them or whatever, right? Right. Now, who was, who was more enthusiastic, uh, if that can be expressed that way? I think she was. All right. Because that's that's important, right? Whenever you get, and, you know, it's okay, this is, I'm, I'm no relationship guru, but this is just my sort of thoughts and experience for what they're worth, right? Certainly nothing, nothing professional. But, but uh, in most relationships uh, that are budding or most flirtations, there's a person who's more enthusiastic and there's a person who's less enthusiastic, which, of course, is not to say unenthusiastic, right? Just, just less, right? Right. More cautious, more curious, right? Some, some, a lot of people have this willingness to like, they just throw themselves in without caution, you know, without skepticism, without, it's like, you know, attractive person, let's roll, right? Right. They don't so have any skepticism we... that way or, or caution or uh, standards or, you know, and I'm putting this in an extreme way, but, but that's sort of, I've sort of noticed that to some degree. So if we take it back to December when I first saw her in the hallway and passed her, and this went on for months. <laughs> so, um, why? It, it, I, I suppose it's probably a good question to ask why I never approached her all Yeah, why, why did this go on for months? Right. Right? It's not like you're all at 12, right? <laughs> no. If you like someone, <laughs> grab them. No, and if you like someone, then, you know, you... you if you found her, you know, like, let's, let's put, let's take a silly example, right? I mean, but, but it's, you know, if you saw her reading real time relationships, you wouldn't leave months going by, right? Oh no, I, <laughs> I jump at it. You'd be like thief. That's my copy. No, or, or whatever. Some, you know, if you saw her, um, I don't know, full world of Warcraft regalia, I mean, whatever, <laughs> I mean, but, but something that really, you know, she was reading Nietzsche or something. You wouldn't wait for months, right? No. Right. And that's important, Right. It's important why nothing happened. Well, okay, um, here's something I, I forgot about. Um, there was a Christmas party, quote-unquote party, at, like, in the upstairs office like for everybody who wants to go and get some food. Um, and so everybody had gathered in there to get food, and she was in there. I met her briefly, I shook her hand and asked her her name and asked her what department she was in and then that was the last time I had talked to her, to her for months. And why did you not talk to her further at that party? I was really nervous and, and sort of scared to, I, I was scared of rejection I guess, or scared of um, Ah, okay, okay so That this was is, my this, assumption no, this, I felt is, this, is, uh, sorry. this is very important though, so you were scared of rejection but 
I'm still not sure that I understand what you were attracted to, why you were attracted to her. Right, because if you're scared of rejection, then you're automatically assuming that you want to go at least on a date, right? So you think my conclusions about my emotional experience at the time might be wrong? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I don't know. But, but you still haven't said much about, okay, nice smile, right? Lots of people have a nice smile every time I open you know, one of my wife's Chatelaine magazines or the parenting magazine says lots of people with nice smiles, right? They're professionals. And a nice smile is, uh, uh, is in a sense a dime a dozen, right? And, and it certainly can be, uh, um, non-genuine, right? There's lots of people who have like Marilyn Monroe had a very nice smile, but was insane, right? <laughs> so, uh, so nice smile doesn't go too, too far, right? It's, it can be a show. Well, she's very, she is very, um, pretty for, um, I mean, not the typical type that I tend to be attracted to. It's kind of Arabic or some kind of Mediterranean um, mix. I'm sorry, is your backup position that she's pretty? Well, I know I was attracted to her because she um, had a great smile and she was pretty, at least in the hallway. I mean, that was, that, I don't know what else to go on at that point. Cause it's just, well, I'm trying to give you some things to go on. Right. Right. Because what you do, of course, as I've mentioned before, is you say, well, what if she wasn't pretty? Right. Mm. What if she were a I guy? What if she were a guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have even met her or talked to her. Or I, I, don't, I don't think I would have um, noticed. Right. And, and nobody's saying treat everyone you're attracted to as if they're not attractive. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that when it comes to whether you're going to take a step like maybe going on we're going on a date with someone you work with it's important to ask what if they weren't pretty or ask... well yeah i mean because you're taking a risk right this is your work environment right it's a big risk right i mean n not just the glenn close fatal attraction stuff which can happen right not common but it can happen right that's one aspect um you know so people people i don't mean to sound paranoid right people can say uh uh, you're harassing me or, you know, if they get really angry, right? Right. No, I didn't get the impression. I didn't get that kind of fear. Right. But it's it still can be in the, the best case scenario is it, you know, it works out or whatever. Right. But, but the, there is a scenario which is much more common, which is it's not going to work out because most dates don't work out. Right. That's why we have so many of them. Uh, right. And, um, uh, and then there's just this awkwardness, Right. Right, and I didn't want that. Right, so so um, when it comes to trying to figure out whether you want to go on a date with someone, right? Because you all could be work colleagues and, and blah, 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 and you can enjoy your iPod exchanges. <laughs> it sounds so filthy. Right? You can enjoy right. your, your iPod <laughs> stuff, and, and that's not uh, – right? that doesn't put you in any particular risk for awkwardness, right? No. 
So y- you had a lot of exposure, relative, right? I mean, certainly more than you would if you just sort of saw her in a bar, right? You had months of exposure to her. You had uh, you saw her interacting on a social occasion. You did not deign to interact with her on a social occasion, like the, the party. And then you went for lunch and found out that she was boring, right? Right. And you also say that if she wasn't pretty, you wouldn't have, right? You wouldn't have had anything to do with her, right? Right. Which right? I'm going bad. to assume that you don't find me pretty, but still we have conversations, right? Which aren't boring. They may not always be fun, but they're not boring, right? Right. So that's possible, right? Right. So what were the indications that she was not going to be of interest to you before you went for lunch? Well, sorry, tell me, how did the asking for lunch come about? Um, I asked. Um, uh, yeah, but how, how did that come about? She was in your cubicle? Actually, it was on the inter-office IM um, that we would occasionally chat on after having first talked um, the second time, actually, All right. months later. So I, she had walked up and talked to me as I was walking into the building. Um, we had a conversation about, you know, what, what's your name again? I forgot, you know, and I forgot your name. Let's go for lunch. Okay. Go on. <laughs> right, you know, if yeah. she was really interesting, you probably would have forget, remembered her name, but anyway, go on. Right. Um, uh, yeah, because it had been since that Christmas party. So all the way to, let's say, what comes before June, May. All the way to May. Um, so basically it been like uh, eight or nine months you guys had noticed each other without making a step, right? Right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan for just do it as far as dating goes. I try not to let that kind of stuff linger. I'm a big one for just I'm going to declare myself. And see what happens. I mean, that's my particular approach. But I mean, everybody has a different approach. That's maybe. scary to me. That, that's oh, it's really... scary to me too, for sure. I just, I'm, I'm not real good with suspense. Right? So that's just my, my particular thing. And I've, I've had a it, lot of crash and burns with declaring myself. Right? Let's fly together. Why is there only one of me? Why am I ten thousand feet off the rocks? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and that's kind of my reasoning why I didn't continue to pursue um, after the Christmas party. Because I was scared to declare myself. Right. And why were you scared to declare yourself? This is the RTR question, right? And you had an answer called, I'm insecure or I'm afraid of rejection, right? Yeah. Which is not the right answer. And I think that you didn't get to the right answer because you weren't persistently curious, right, with yourself. Well, no, if I had just come up with that answer, then I wouldn't have been curious. I well, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, right, because yeah. RTR with yourself is the, the most amazing thing, right? right? Without coming up with easy answers like, well, I guess I'm just insecure, right? Or I guess I'm just afraid of rejection. Because as it turns out, you were the rejecting one. <laughs> yeah. Do you see what I mean? Right. Like you don't even want her anyway. Right, so it's so important to ask, and I, I, I'm God knows I'm not perfect at this, or even close to it myself. I come up with like twelve to fifteen easy answers a day, and I have to keep reminding myself. 
to say, no, I'm not going to take that as an easy answer. Why did I think this? Why did I feel that? Oh, because of X. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to accept that as just, well, that's the way it is. Right? I, I thought that answer was actually obvious, but I, I guess it's not, not as... Well, I don't think it's obvious. I don't think it's obvious because you saying, well, I'm afraid of rejection, but that implies that you are certain that you absolutely want to go out with her. Right? Right. But if you were certain and wanted to go out with her, you would be making more of an effort to be at least in her orbit, right? So maybe... Um... Is it possible that it wasn't that I was afraid of a rejection, but that I was afraid of getting entangled in a situation where I'd have to reject her? Well, that could be it, but that even then, that is implying that there's a strong force pulling you towards her. Oh, right. There's still we we still don't know the answer as to why you didn't spend more time talking with her at the Christmas party or before? Well, I know the emotions at the, the Christmas party when I first met her was, I was very nervous. Right, but why? That's the important question. And I don't think you want to make up an answer to that because your emotions are trying to help you. Huh. I, I've, yeah. I just saying, always like, had just, the just answer that I'm it. afraid of, to talk to girls because I'm afraid of being rejected. So I, it, that was well, no, that see, was if always you were, my Fontana, answer. If you were afraid to talk to girls, like I'm afraid of sharks, right? So I don't go into shark cages and or I don't swim with sharks. Well, I guess I have, but only nurse sharks, right? But I'm afraid of great white sharks because they're toothy and, and hungry. And I'm, you know, I've got some good middle-aged white guy flubble, which I'm sure they would like. You know, seal stuff, right? And so I don't swim with the sharks, right? And there's, if you're not afraid of talking to girls. You're afraid, I mean, you're afraid of asking girls out, right? Yeah. And why are you afraid of asking girls out? Because you've been really bad at it in the past and it's been really dangerous for you, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's not just, I mean, it's not just, oh, I'm afraid of rejection. Well, that's too easy an answer, and it's not specific enough, right? It's because it's general, and it's kind of all about you, not about the other person. And it's not nuanced by the situation that you're in, right? Because it's like every time I feel anxiety around asking a girl out, I'm going to say it's because I'm afraid of rejection, and so I don't ever get to examine the nature of the girl I want to ask out. Just it's all about your fears, not about anything to do with her. Does that? Is this, I know I'm being really obtuse. Does that make any sense at all? No, it it does make a lot of sense, and I I have that intellectually in my head in the moment when that's happening. Have what? But I'm so I feel so anxious and nervous that it I I can't um. I can't get into the mindset of what do I think of her versus what does she think of me? I, it, it's like stuck in what does she think of me? Right, right. And you know where that comes from, right? I'm sure. Um, my, in, uh, my, 
my inability to to say no to my mother or reject her or oh no oh my friend <laughs> oh uh, that was just a guess sorry no no i mean i think you're on the right track but you're using entirely the wrong language your inability oh it was wrong i i was attacked for 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 rejecting my mother right you were not given the choice to be critical of or to evaluate or to look at whether you liked or didn't like what your mother was doing. And you didn't have the option to provide feedback and to know your own thoughts and feelings while in the presence of your mother, right? Because it was all just about watch the predator and uh, hope that you don't get attacked and appease and, and whatever, right? It's all about scanning the needs and preferences of the other person rather than being aware of your own needs and preferences and negotiating, right? Yes. Right? That, that's exactly it. And that's why I asked who was more enthusiastic, right? Because, and I mean, please understand, I'm, I'm not, I'm with you in the trench with this one, right? As I am with so many uh, listener issues, because it's, it's a challenge, right? If we're just used to, and I'm using this, uh, because it was your mother who happened to have the more aggressive uh, attitude towards you. If we're just used to obeying and appeasing women, then all we're doing is we're focusing on their needs, right? Right. And and that that brings to mind um, something I didn't think think of. Um, in every instance where this I've I've been in this position. Um. They are always more enthusiastic. Right. And so you are used to appeasing uh, women, right? Right. Not I'm because all women need to be appeased, but that was your history with your mother, right? Yeah, and that's what kept me in bad relationships because I, 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 was, it, I was there to be a slave to their needs and preferences. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's certainly one way of putting it. Or to put it another way, you were avoiding the pain of having to deal with your past by Simon the Boxering it into the present, right? Right. Okay. All right. So, so don't, uh, you know, the, the, the challenge, right? I think the significant challenge, and we all struggle with it, I, I believe, right? The significant challenge is not to come up with easy answers, right? Yeah, to remain relentlessly curious with yourself because you're worth it and your emotions are trying to help you and you don't want to treat your emotions like your mother treated you, right? That would be a real tragedy. And say, well, it's because of X, right? Man, this is kind of mind-blowing because it's just I've always thought my nervousness was about what do they think of me? And, and it is, but it's not because, but it's because of the, the family history in my, right, amateur right. opinion. Right. Because you're not allowed to say, what do I think of this situation, what would I prefer, and express that. Right? I remember when I was a when I was a kid. I was just I was just thinking about this today, and I can't even remember why. But when I was a kid, I would be 
irritated or frustrated by what was going on in a family situation. I remember, I swear to God, it's like half my childhood is a memory of everyone walking, because I was the youngest kid around, everybody was walking faster than I was on long jaunts. And I would be tired and, you know, my little legs would be aching and I would be saying to everyone, wait, as they would continually pull further and further ahead. Right. Yeah, I've been in those situations. Yeah, it's terrible. It's horrible. And, uh, and what would happen is I would get angry and I would get frustrated and I would be upset, obviously, right? And what would happen is then my mom or my brother or whatever, they would say, oh, he's just tired. Right? He's, he's, he's got no reason to be upset. He's just, he's just mysteriously fatigued, right? Right. There would be an easy answer, right? As opposed to, why is this family not taking into, the account, into account the fact that I'm the shortest and littlest kid around and is marching off in these, right? I remember when I was with my dad in, in Africa when I was 16. Um, he, you know, I, I wasn't a particularly healthy kid when I was 16. I started exercising a little bit later. And, um, and of course he, you know, he was a, he walks for a living. It's his job, right? I mean, and we went, uh, on this couple of day hike and we climbed like, it was like two or 3000 feet in one day of climbing up this mountainside and it was exhausting. And, uh, he just kind of plowed ahead, you know, <laughs> he just, plowed, he just kept going. Right. And it'd be this little dot way up there and it'd be like, what the hell <laughs> you freak, right? I mean. You fly me out here and then you race. It's just weird, right? Just weird stuff that you don't, it's hard to understand until later, right? So, what, did, what did you conclude about it at the time? Oh, about it? I was actually, I was upset with it at the time. I just thought it was kind of jerky. I also thought that, and this is sometimes happens with dads. And See, dads. I would have thought, I, for me, if I were in that situation at that age, I would have thought there's something wrong with me. No, but I see my dad, I mean, I thought he was, and this happens sometimes, I've seen this, and I actually wrote about this uh, in, in The God of Atheists, the scene with Alder and Stephen by the campfire, is that I think he was actually, and it sounds weird, I think he was actually showing, showing, showing off. off. Like, look how fit I am. Right. I, mean, I think it was at that level. Yeah, I, I remember thought you that maybe I would be I... impressed by the fact that he was fit. Like that's I what I was looking for, not a father, but a good cardiovascular system. You know, it's just, I mean, it's weird. I didn't laugh about it, but it was, right. right? So uh, it, it just seemed weird. Um, I mean, at that point in my life, I mean, it wasn't like I raised any stink, right? I was just trying to get by day to day. But, but those kinds of easy answers, I think, oh, he's just tired or, you know, you just, oh, I'm just insecure around women or whatever. I think that those are not good answers. And I think they're kind of self-deprecatory, if that makes sense. Huh, yeah. And it's also saying that my emotions are dysfunctional. Right, right. But they're not. Like, if you felt really nervous around this woman and she turned out to be just a wonderful fit for you and a really great person and so on, then you'd get to say, well, that was no reason to be that nervous, right? Yeah. But uh, given that she turned out to be boring and now it's kind of awkward and you shouldn't have gone that road to begin with, doesn't the nervousness make... Uh, don't you have at least some credit for the nervousness now? 
Yeah, I guess I guess so. I <laughs> you sound convinced, <laughs> but not. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not actually completely convinced because I I don't understand. You know why why nervous around a boring person? Like that doesn't seem to fit. No, you're not nervous around a boring person. I mean, because lots of boring people in the world, right? Nervous around a dissociated person. Well, that could be the case as well, but lots of dissociated people, and I bet you she was dissociated when you guys were just flirting. Oh, but you were nervous then too, or even at the Christmas party, right? But you didn't feel dissociated when you were in, or did you feel nervous when she was in your uh, office? Um, no, I, I, I didn't feel that, ner- I, yeah, I did feel a little anxious. But not like, right? No, not to the same degree that I did at the Christmas thing. Right, right, okay. But what you were afraid of is not a dissociated person, in my opinion, is not um, a boring person. Because uh, these things aren't, well, dissociation can be an indicator of uh, uh, aggression, a precursor to aggression, but it's not always the case. It just, it can be. Or it certainly does represent someone who's out of touch with themselves, who's lacking empathy for themselves. And of course, if they're lacking empathy for themselves, they will lack empathy for others and will be more prone to, you know, harsh. It can be more prone to harsh behavior, again, in my, in my opinion and experience. Right. But I don't think that was it. No, because I don't think she was dissociated during that, interact- that very first interaction at the Christmas thing. Right. So what were you nervous about? Do you want me to ask questions, or do you want to? Yeah, you're gonna. <laughs> I, it's like looking for something small in a haystack, and I'm not even sure what that is. Sure, no, that's perfectly reasonable. Uh, yeah. And and is is the conversation useful so far? I mean, what we're talking about? Oh yeah, I mean, I this is this is mind blowing that it's not the uh, the quote unquote obvious answer that I thought it always was, you know. But it's if if I can if I can cut the amount of time I spend um, and and avoid these these situations more quickly and and yeah you you want to save yourself you know for the right person and you also want right. to have self trust right right because we view so often we will view our anxiety as as like it's an enemy or like it's a dysfunctional like something's broken. But I, I really don't find that to be the case. I mean, yeah, it doesn't I've, mean I've, that it's automatically accurate, but it's definitely something to keep asking questions about, right? Yeah, getting to the point where I, I can trust. Because at least, you know, I'm to the point where I trusted my emotional experience during lunch, and I didn't. And I used that to evaluate my experience of her. Because I, before, you know, I wouldn't have even been able to do that. I, right, I would right. have, I would not have, you know, oh, luckily I had my therapist, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, right I now would, you guys would be on your fourth date, right? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so, so I've gotten it some... down to the, to the first lunch date, you know. Yeah, that's fantastic. Look, I mean, this is huge progress. I think you should be enormously yeah. proud. And I know that there's 22, 23 months is, is hell, but... Let me th- let me ask some questions then, um, and and we'll see if we can't tease out what you might have been nervous about. Okay. Was she wearing any crosses? No. All right. What is her cultural background? I have 
I had trouble guessing what what <laughs> what her ethnical. It, she looks like a cross between either Hispanic or Mediterranean or something. I think it's Mediterranean. Okay. So I would Maybe guess she, you that know her family is probably. I would guess that her either her father or her mother is Mediterranean. All right, and do you, do you know where she grew up? Um, she grew up. Um, oh crap! I forgot. I think it was here in Houston. But stay the states, right? Yeah, in the states. Okay. So she, yeah, she grew up in America. I mean, she was born here. So. And um, uh, does she uh, she ever be married? Um, no. No, she's never been married. No. Okay. Um, do you know if she's had any major relationships? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think she did mention that she had a relationship a long time ago, but not any time recently. And what happened to that relationship? I didn't probe. <laughs> well, it's not probing. That's asking, right? Right. Is that is that is that appropriate to ask that question? On I, a, like, I think if you can ask it without sounding weird, yeah, I think so. I think it's appropriate. Oh, okay. I've always I've always thought it kind of something for the for later, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, in my opinion, no. I think you want to get these important questions out the way, right? So okay. the first date is no time for small talk. Not when you're over thirty, in my opinion. All right. Right, because right? you know good, time's good. ticking away, right? Like I remember yeah, I went so out with a girl uh, um, and uh, uh, she said she had this relationship with this guy for two years and they were living together. And I said, oh, what happened? I didn't say, oh, what happened, right? Uh, and she said, oh, it was really weird. You know, he just, he, just, he just up and moved away. Like I came home one day and he, he just packed up all his stuff and he'd moved out. And, and to this day, I have no idea what happened. Jack! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good sign. Right, because there's no self, no self criticism. No, I mean that's just yeah, way to way to have it happen again, right? And there's no responsibility. I mean, there's no, like no theory at all. Then yeah, she no didn't thoughts, even examine no. it. Oh yeah, that's just it. I mean, even if he left without, you know, a, you, I, I'm leaving because you did this. That she would at least have a theory. <laughs> right. Or so I, I saw these signs which I didn't know at the time, or whatever. Right. Right. So, uh, okay, yeah, and, and she's, um, and let's see, what else do I know about her? Um, I didn't find out till later because she wears these shirts that are long sleeve, and I don't know why she does that during the summer even, but apparently she has tattoos on her arm. So I didn't see those till even after the lunch thing, so. <laughs> and do you know anything about her upbringing or... Anything um, like let's see. Oh, oh, this was another thing that, that made me realize after the lunch thing that it was, it was a really bad idea to continue. Um, she had said something about um, being in therapy for manic depression. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what do we and have then two minutes here. Yeah, and then and then like a, even after that, I mean, this was after the lunch thing. So this is after I'd basically decided that, yeah, this was not a a good experience. But then she comes to my office like, um, 
uh, after a few days after I kind of just sort of tried to, to back away and starts telling me how mean she she was in these customer service jobs she was in. It's like, are you trying to sell me on something? You know, what 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 was that about? Hmm. So, you know that that was definitely the point where I was just like, okay, I need to um, really back off. Okay. Okay. So, in summary, <laughs> right? We have uh, a girl who didn't, a woman, obviously, who didn't. Uh, who was who expressed who seemed to express interest but didn't make a move for months and months and then who didn't interact with you uh, in particular at the uh, Christmas party who dropped by a little bit and talked about inconsequential things iPod applications right isn't no but you know what I mean right it's not right. exactly putting your best foot forward with someone right I mean so there were some indications maybe of, maybe it's or, a, a a geek mating um. <laughs> No, it's not, it's not a making no. <laughs> call at all. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's lack of social skills in my... But anyway, that doesn't really matter. But the point is that it really wasn't scintillating conversation. It was okay, right? Roughly, vaguely interesting, but not scintillating, right? Oh, and she, uh, just to add to the pile of, of things that... <laughs> <laughs> she used to be a he, and she had <laughs> and a dorsal fin, and 12 fingers coming out of her nose. Okay, go on. Yeah, I got the... Uh... I got the impression that she has social anxiety too, because she says this pool thing is the first thing she's done, you know, for um, for a long time. This was her attempt to get out and, and make friends. So that was a clue that a clue, right? Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's more than a clue, but okay. A smoking gun is more than a clue, but okay, okay, right. So uh, have all this. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Hoping this thing doesn't run out of batteries. But, um, I think we're close to the end, but go ahead. Yeah, I think so, too. Right? So, so what is uh, the Christmas party? Nervous. Yeah. Um, Everybody knows why? that thing. Because you knew. Because so, that's just... I know. It's weird, but it's true. Because I knew she was... How would I have known? Like, how... Because we can't... You know, 90% of all communication is nonverbal. That's why I'm doing the Macarena right now, and badly. 90% of all communication is nonverbal. So from that first moment where she smiled at me, I smiled back in the hallway passing by. It's body posture. It's eye contact. It's facial tension. It's where the hands are. So you mean if I don't feel nervous is when I'm in the right direction? No, no, forget about not feeling nervous right now. We're just trying to process the nervousness, okay. right? We could get to the non-nervousness right. after we've processed the lifelong nervousness, right? Right. Okay, so let's let's just focus on this right now, okay? Right. You know that Shakespearean quote, "The course of true love never did run smooth." That's nonsense. The course of true love does run smooth, right? Because there's no games. And, anyway, so. Right. But, but you knew. 
which is why you didn't make an approach. I've had people write to me and said, I turned off your podcast after the first five seconds because you were insufferable. What? <laughs> it's true. And I'm like, I write them back and I say, I think that was very wise. <laughs> I think that you made the right decision there. Yeah, they saw where the dominoes fell from the very first five seconds. They knew, they knew, they knew, right? The happiness in your voice? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the happiness, the attitude, the freedom. Of course, that's not how they would characterize it. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you're so full of yourself. He, they're enraged at the fact that I'm so arrogant and so such a pompous and such a know-it-all and and so uh, uh, you know certain and and uh, amateurish. And, you know, this. I mean, you, you endless know, projection. You, you, yeah, you know all this nonsense, right? Now, an intelligent person and a self-aware person would say, my emotional reaction to five seconds of podcasting seems a little strong. I wonder if that may not be something else going on, right? But uh, because they are so projecting, uh, projecting so wildly, uh, then uh, it's clear that <laughs> this is not the right conversation for them, right? And they know that, and they're annoyed at that, and that's why they're angry, right? So in this particular... Like, I mean, sorry, to, to call me arrogant when they're dismissing me after five seconds is, is insane, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, there's, I, got, I got lots of faults, no question, right? But uh, I actually, people are I'm pretty humble. I mean, I'm very humble, actually. And I know that that was sort of shocks people. It doesn't mean that I don't think I'm doing really important and good work, but I'm... Well, no, I mean, it's that's sheer arrogance to say that you, they know exactly how arrogant you are in the first five seconds. I mean, isn't it kind of just pure projection? It is, it is. And, and yeah. but, but... Uh, but it means that they mistake the world for themselves, and they're able to, if they're able to so seamlessly project their own emotional state onto me, then this conversation is not going to do them any good, and it sure as hell isn't going to do me or my listeners or my board members any good, right? So I, I think that's why I say it's it's very wise, right? Right. Like there was, there's a guy just posted on YouTube. He said, "Can you explain to me why you deleted my comment and why you delete comments unsubscribed?" Right, like this is a big punishment if it goes from seven thousand to six hundred and ninety, right? And uh, and and to me, it's like a, I didn't delete any comments that I could recall, and b, you won't be missed. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're leaving? Please, <laughs> you know, I want you to stay because you're such pleasant company, right? <laughs> so um, this is the you know people storm out, you know, without realizing that the same people left behind breathe a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> right, I'm leaving, right? Well, what's that thing with John Stewart when Rush Limbaugh was leaving New York, where he says, uh, "Hey, here's some, here's my easy pass. Take the I ninety six to the Lincoln Tunnel and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Let me help right. you." But anyway, let's get back to you. <laughs> Enough about me, right? Right. So you knew, you knew, you knew, you knew. You're a genius. Everybody's a genius, and everybody's a philosopher, and everybody knows everything already. And you can believe that, you cannot believe that, but in this case, you were right.
right? Because this, you like, I'm, I'm nervous to ask this girl out, and it turns out to be kind of a disaster, right? Not because the date was boring. I mean, that's just a bullet everyone takes once in a while, but because you, you get this situation, right? Right. Well, you've got a woman who's talked about a mental illness, who's attracted to you and is hurt and works with you, and right, you were right. And yet you said, I'm broken. Right, because I'm nervous because I'm... Because I'm afraid of rejection and I've, this, ah, I've got all these answers, right? Right. Well, what if you're wrong about being wrong, <laughs> right? I, 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 I know this is, this is like, uh, what, what, 50, 60 minutes in, I... I still don't. Um, it, it it would help to know exactly why I was nervous. I mean, I understand that it was because somehow I picked up on body language. Some all these, you know, countless signals. The 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 temperature in the room. I don't know. You know, it's just uh, yeah, all, the temperature all in the room, right? Unless <laughs> right. it's actually a witch, right? <laughs> right. But but you know eye movement, uh, facial tics. Well, but you go you go and you go into the same room with her again, or you see her and you 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 look for it with the new eyes, right? Right. I mean, I can't I can't say to you what you saw, but I bet you can see it if you look for it again. Hello. No, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, you're back. So, no. right. So I, I, no, I, I was I, just thinking. I can't give you that blink stuff, right? Because that was your experience. Right. But I can tell you that it is not my opinion that ninety percent of communication is nonverbal. That is pretty. That is fairly well confirmed, or at least about as well confirmed as anything in psychology can be. Okay, so I felt nervous about every girl I was going out with until Christina. And then huh. it was easy peasy. We after the second date, we spent every single day together until we got married and now she can't get away. But aren't some like internal processes like me being worried about what she thinks of me, being being in that state of mind with my history wasn't the cause of my nervousness, but rather what I thought of her was the cause of my nervousness. What? Okay, sorry, that's a little unclear. <laughs> no wonder uh, you're confused. Sorry. What? <laughs> what? So, like, the um, fear of what she thought of me wasn't the cause of my nervousness. My, my history wasn't the cause of my nervousness, but rather something she was telling me and, and what I unconsciously knew about her was the cause of my nervousness. Well, that's where I would look first. I would not assume that everything, right? As I said before, right, the whole point of what we're doing here and the whole point of, of understanding the past is to be able to empirically live in the present and so be able to accurately predict the future, right? Yes. Now, it could be that, that you're nervous because of your mother and this and that and the other, but the thing is that your nervousness around your mother was not invented. It was not manufactured. It was not imaginary. It was damn right. She was dangerous, right? Yes. 
So from that aspect, you started off with a very productive empirical understanding, right? Yeah. Right. So, so if you got bitten by a wolf, you're going to be cautious around wolves for the rest of your life, and, and you should be, right? Yes. That, but that doesn't mean that every time you see a cockatoo, you think, oh my god, a wolf, and dive under the couch, right? Right. It means that you're imprinted with caution towards wolves. Now, sometimes a big dog will alarm you and so on, but that's close enough that, right? I mean, okay. if you see a fin in the water, you don't wait to see if it's a dolphin before getting out of the water, right? But to completely mangle your metaphor. That's <laughs> okay. I'm doing a good job myself, so why not jump in? Um, I have always been nervous around my mother, therefore I'm nervous around all women. No, no, that is to say that the unconscious has no capacity to discriminate. That now, it's like, boobs will kill you, right? Right. But you do have the, dis the power to discriminate, right? So, uh, you were much more relaxed at the second barbecue than you were at the first, right? Right. Because you're in a situation where you're not going to be attacked, and so you relax, right? Now, I'm not saying it immediately happens 100%, but you can discriminate, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... Each experience that with, like, Philadelphia the barbecue and the, uh, the symposium, the, the bar other barbecue, all those experiences are helping me to compare to... Um, compare and contrast my experiences of other people. So, yeah, I can discriminate. Right, you can discriminate. Do you feel nervous around uh, Christina? God, no. Not even a little, because she can be a little scary. She's fierce. <laughs> right, but, but you don't feel nervous around Christina, right? No. Like in last time Isabella checked, the boob factor is still there. <laughs> right, right. So you have the capacity to discriminate. You don't feel that Christina is going to fly into a rage and humiliate you at a moment's notice, right? Right. So, it's not all women, right? No. Huh. Right? Christina is a woman, because if she's not, the fact that I have a daughter means that this surgery has advanced in ways that I couldn't even consider. <laughs> okay, but here's, here's something to throw a wrench into this. <laughs> wrench away. Because I'm all about that. Do it. Um, Christina is someone I know, and this person I had just met. Sorry, did you just cut out there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Christina is someone I've known for, what, three years now. And and um, this girl, Jamie, was somebody I had just met. Right. Uh, sure, I understand that. But it still means that it's not all women, right? It's just oh, right. dangerous women, right? Because you're like, well, maybe I'm just scared of women because of my mother. It's like, but here's, if you've got one woman you're not scared of, then it's not all women, right? It's not pathological. But what if it's all women that I just met? I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to be difficult. Oh, no, that's fine. To... Well, what that means is that in the, the first time you met Christina, you would have been nervous, right? I wonder if I... Let's see, that was at the table at the symposium. Right, so the first time you met Christina, you're like, shit, is she armed? Is she packing? Uh... It's probably not a very big gun. But it could be one. I, I honestly, I don't remember feeling anxious at all when I, I first met you. Right. Okay. Now, I still somewhat fall into the category of boobs, but we're really talking about Christina here, right? Right. 
but, but then again, I, I came in thinking it's like I've known this guy forever or something, you know. So right now you're just kind of being. Yeah, I just I ruined it. Sorry. Well, if I imagine that I've known them forever, right, you understand, right? But but All the right. first time you met Christina, or if you want to go back, the first time that you heard Christina on on. A, a show or whatever, right? Did you feel okay. like you can go right back to right, when you no. first heard it, right? Did you feel uh, right, okay, no. right? Right? No. No, so it's not all women, right? It, it's And your instincts were correct because you weren't like, oh, that Christina, she's really dangerous, just like every other woman. And then after you've known her for a while, that begins to diminish because you did not feel nervous up front, right? Right. So you're not afraid. You don't look at a cockatoo and see a wolf, right? You see a wolf and you see a wolf, right? Let's see if I can come up with any other reasons not to trust my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's not you doing that. That's your mother. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so the uh, what? Um since December, there have been six women, I think, or no, make that seven now because the girl at the dodgeball thing, who also kind of turned out the same. So seven people who I've slowly whittled down from um, two encounters to one encounter to what I want to get it down to now, which is the... The first ten seconds, <laughs> right, and and that of course is is, I mean, there's some magic to philosophy. There's some stuff that's that's basic. This is just a matter of concentration, right? Which is to say, right. I'm not going to figure out whether this woman and look, men are biologically we're we're not designed to say no, right? Yeah, because I, I mean, we're not when right? I first we're, we're like random sprayers, frankly, right? I mean, we're not biologically designed to be highly discriminating. It's like availability equals yay, right? So uh, we're not right. And, and my hormones, you know, are going to yeah, flood I when I see some really attractive girl, and, and it's going to be disorienting. Right, I understand that, but of course, I mean, the, the the story goes whether it's true or not, right? That women are attracted to rougher-looking types of men on particular aspects of their monthly cycle, but but we still don't say, you know, and therefore go to a biker bar and have at it, right? I mean, we just we say that these are the hormones and so on, but we have choice and we have standards and we have values and right. Because what's happening at the moment is you are, you know. This is rank theorizing, right? But if I had to say, uh, in my amateur opinion, I would say that what's happening at the moment is you are empathizing with their need to be attractive. And you are supplying that without regard to your own concerns and values and preferences. But that does sound like slower um, applications than the um, than the blink thing because that's um where is it I, I know this sounds confusing just a moment let me try to figure out how to clarify <laughs> the all the like I, I okay, okay your... I meet a girl at um volleyball tonight let's say sorry uh, just just try uh, there's a little application you can get from the store it's called iFog anyway sorry go on. yeah I let's say I I I meet a new girl that comes to my volleyball game tonight. And she's really attractive. Now, attractive? Are you talking in your well, I'm really way, or are you talking in like a a, a, a real way? In a uh, 
uh, it, I guess in a physical way, because I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to to. I don't know how else to put it, because there's... So you don't have any standards to judge women other than physical appearance? Well, I do. I mean, but that that comes after I figure out who they are, like... Because if it's the no, wait, first... Sorry, so what you're saying, so what you're saying is that so you've been applying this principle to figure out who they are. How's that been working? So I should go after the, the ones I'm not attracted to? No. Or like physically attracted to? No, or... you should listen to your instincts. Right? You observe. You watch carefully. You listen deeply. You say, how do I feel when say, I see I this person? Right? What, am I, what does my gut tell me? What, does my, what do my instincts tell me? That's a little frustrating to think about because, in in the moment, it, my my gut says, "Bow chicka wow wow." <laughs> I you know. I'm, I'm all... asking you to think a little higher than the bow chicka wow wow, <laughs> yeah. which is you know it's further down, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. Right. So you but... say, "Do I feel safe around this person?" Right. Do I feel secure around this person? Do I feel confused? by and around this person? Do I feel uncertain? Do I not know where we stand? Do I feel like I don't understand what she's saying? Is there emotional continuity with this person? In other words, are they upset about one thing and then happy about pretty much the same thing two minutes later, right? Is right. It, is, does it feel random? Do I feel like I have to really be alert and pay attention because I'm not sure what's going on. That sounds so complicated. <laughs> you know, it's really, really simple because it's around self-RTR. It's really simple. How do I feel around this person? Because then you're not trying to figure out what they're all about. You're not just solely focusing on them and their needs and your boner, right? I mean, but you're actually trying to say to yourself, how do I feel around this person? And can this mo this moment of um, consideration is this after I first talk to them, or is this before? No, it's from the moment that you first see them. Yeah, see that. Moment I first saw Christina, she was dressed in a in a shirt that would be would make Kobe Bryant look look like would look look large on Kobe Bryant, right? And she had these these leggings on. I think her shirt came down to roughly her knees. Um, Right, she was five foot two on a volleyball court with some truly gigantic men, right? Uh, she was uh, eager and smiling uh, and a little scared, right? Because it was new for her, right? That's the first moment that I saw her. And what the impression that I got was, A, uh, she's not using her looks because she's obviously in a, a tent, right? <laughs> um, she's... Nervous, which means she's not an expert volleyball player, but she's willing to come out and play volleyball anyway, which means she's got courage and curiosity and is willing to try new things. Right? She's also got courage because this is 
you know, imagine playing volleyball with people three times your size, right? Or two times your size. It would be pretty scary, right? Right? She, she, uh, she, I saw that she was both eager and, and nervous and vulnerable, which meant that she was able to experience those emotions without freaking out. There wasn't false bravado. There wasn't cockiness. There wasn't, you know, that girly, what about my nails? That was me, really. Um, but, but you sort of understand, right? There was a huge amount of information that she provided when I just saw her for the first time. Right. And of course, you're in Canada, so uh, the baggy clothes are okay. <laughs> no, because some of the uh, volleyball players, myself included, were dressed like total whores. Oh. <laughs> it must have been summertime or something. No, it was winter. No, but yeah, it's indoor. The, uh... it's indoor, right? Oh, indoors. Okay. Yeah. I was picturing her a sand court because I go to the sand court tonight and. It's it's blazing hot. I mean, everybody's got their shirt off except for the women, of course. And, right. No, this uh, was indoors, right? Because teacher doesn't work so much in Canada. You can do summer here, right? You can do volleyball, but right. And she was friendly to other people, but she wasn't uh, eager, uh, over solicitous. She was, uh, you know, she asked questions of people, and uh, you know, she was uh, kind and and curious and all that, right? And so this was when I I hadn't exchanged a word with her. So you were you were consciously evaluating her, or was this something you thought in, of in hindsight? I was just starting to work on these kinds of theories, so I did really want to be aware of my experience of people, uh, but I wasn't sitting there, you know, with that Terminator scanner thing going on in my eyeballs, right? <laughs> So all of this that you just told me that you had known about her, this is something you, you realized in hindsight. No, no, no. I felt that in the moment, but I didn't sit there and say, check, 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 right? Oh, okay. If that makes any sense. It, no, because... Well, you, you know, because look, you can experience <laughs> happiness, right? If, if you experience happiness, you can do so without analyzing the causes, right? So if I laugh at a joke that a comedian says, I don't have to sit there and come up with a theory of humor in order to experience the joke, right? So if I experience uh, pleasure and curiosity and admiration of Christina when I first see her, I don't have to bullet point everything, right? Right. Huh. And, and you also want someone, I would suggest, in your life who's going to do the same thing, who's going to say, how do I feel around this person, around you? Rather than someone who's trying to impress you or manipulate you or turn you on or, or reject you or, or level you or just do some utility, emotional crap, self-management stuff with, right? That's basically my I, – I don't think I've experienced anything but, but that. Of course you have. Oh, just not okay. on your volleyball court in Texas, right? Maybe. Right, but you've experienced that when you come to the barbecue or talk to after FDR. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Hopes, right? yeah you're and right. I'm not saying this is the only place, but I'm just saying you have experienced that, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I do have something to compare it to. That's, yeah. Hmm. 
that's that's the real benefit of these barbecue things. I think the the greatest one is is the comparison. Absolutely. The the knowing that it is possible, right? Right. And if only there were some actual barbecue food. <laughs> yeah, then it would actually be not a, a false falsified. Immediately the fly. I know, I know. And see, you can even be defrauded and, and feel full. <laughs> wow, this is this is insightful because. Uh... I, I can almost be the Terminator now. <laughs> well, you can be who you are with someone. Because right. if all you're doing is focusing on your penis and their preferences, right? <laughs> right? The, the <laughs> pee cocktail. Right. You're not actually yourself, right? You're a penis and a complier. But you're not who you are. And anyone who is who they are will not be that interested if you are, you know, penis and a peaser, right? Be a penis or I don't know something like that. I think that's the part I'm going to be struggling with. I mean, not to. to it's not a struggle, right? No. No, it's it's not. You just just have to say, "How do I feel around this person?" I mean it. it 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 can it can be a struggle to remember to do it, but once you remember to do it, then it's not so much of a struggle, right? Because if you immediately characterize it as a struggle, then it's going to be like, great, another fifty pound <laughs> thing to to haul up the the hill, right? So every time I you know encounter someone, I'm going to have to be like, down, boy, down, down, no, 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 because one of the things that you feel is horny, right? Right, but but that's that's a reality, right? It's, it's sexually attracted or sexually excited. That's one of the things that you feel. But it's right. not the only thing that you feel, obviously, right? No. No, and I don't want that to get in the way. And that, that, that has also gotten in the way. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that, that, that has also gotten me into these bad relationships. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sure, because if you start off without processing your own experience, without being who you are with people, then um, it's it's false self and right the crypts of history. It's not about the mountains of the future, right? Right. It's dead before it. Right? Dead love walking, right? So the initial. Just to resummarize the whole thing, um, to make sure I got all this right. Um, when I first called, it was about how do I separate my feelings when I'm trying to reject someone. But this is well, you know, you asked for I prevention, spend... right? You asked for prevention, not yeah, you... prevention, right? So that's what yeah. we're doing. So here's the prevention, right? Here's Good. the prevention. How do I feel when I'm around this person? And you can practice. And you can look on the board and say, how do I feel when this person has first posted? Or how do I feel when I read this post? Right? I'm, I'm not saying it, it means that you're automatically right. But you have to know what you feel first. Because if you don't, then it'll just influence what you're doing and you won't be aware of it. Right? doesn't mean that your feelings are automatically right. I'm pretty keen on 
them being pretty right. Uh, but it doesn't mean that that's, uh, emotions are not tools of cognition. But uh, it is very, very essential. that it's, it's completely essential that you know what you feel when you first meet someone. And then continue to check in with how you feel when you continue to see them. And, and <clears throat> I tell you, being a parent makes that incredibly, incredibly clear. Because babies <clears throat> are pretty much incapable of, uh, of that kind of manipulation. So when I walk into a room and Isabella sees me, what is her uh, response, right? I mean, how does she respond? That's a pretty... <laughs> she's very much in touch with her experience of me, right? I don't think she's particularly in touch with my experience of her because she's still so young, but she's very much in touch with her experience of me. And that's my, my gauge, right? Because you can't talk and all that. So if she lights up, then you know you're yeah, doing Yeah, she lights right. up and kicks and squeals with joy and reaches for me and, and so on. Gives me a big smile when I come in to get her in the morning. Then, um, you know, things aren't going too badly, right? Right. And that's where we start. What is my experience, right? Wow, this is, uh, is going <laughs> to... Save me a lot of time, I think. It's always amazing, and this is very true, right? I mean, it's that um, this is this is nothing new, right? I've said I've said all this stuff a dozen times before, but it's it's you know it's hard to sometimes put it into the context of our actual life, right? And, and you know, I don't have a lot of time to save. I'm I'm 35 now, and yeah, dude. I mean, seriously, you've got to be very efficient in this process. Because you're, you're looking for a bit of a needle in a haystack, right? So you're a 35-year-old guy. You're going to have to date someone relatively close to you in age, right? I mean, a lot right. younger, and it's just not going to have the same life experience. And older, uh, you know, you may not be able to have kids if that's what you want, right? Or she may not be able to. So you've got to be, you know, just ruthlessly efficient, right? Right. You know, you know it's just like, next, <laughs> right? Just think of that uh, Seinfeld episode with the soup Nazi, right? She leans up on the counter at the end, next, <laughs> Right? <laughs> You're done, soup Nazi. You can actually say that to women and they quite appreciate that. <laughs> You're done, soup Nazi. Next! Right? <laughs> hey, have yourself a big bite of exit stew. Sorry. <laughs> Just coming up with wildly inappropriate ways to deal with these things, but... Uh... But no, you've got to be very, very efficient because you're looking for a woman who's in her 30s, who's single, who's available, who's not mental, Right? Right. That's that's really um, that's taking some because if she's in her thirties and she's not, um, yeah, she's either mental or she's just too good for men, right? In which case, you want to be that man she's not too good for, right? Right. And and that's why it's just ruthless, man. It's just like, it's just ruthless. If you want these things, and I, I mean, I, I think you do if, if I remember our conversations prior, or, or at least you want to have the option, right? The option? To, to you know, kids. have a family or whatever if you want to get married and, and these sorts of things. Yes, I, I do want kids. Right. Right. So, so for you, it's like, you know, the, the, given that you know what, what the tightness of the schedule is, the fact that you're spending 
six months smiling to it's, it's like do you understand from the outside that looks completely insane like yeah. you have 12 lifetimes to make these decisions i'll keep smiling at the same woman for a couple of months and then i'll see her at a christmas party and then maybe in the may i'll ask her out and it's like dude <laughs> you know what i mean so you're like the guy uh, in the titanic you know and he's up to his chest in water and he's like okay maybe just 12 more drinks and then i'll start heading upstairs right right Never mind, I just answered my own question. Um, Excellent. That's what we want. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to go in circles. So, uh, all right. All right. This is, well, this is great. And great call. I mean, it's a great question, and I've always, I always really appreciate uh, your openness and honesty in these calls. I think it was, uh, it was well done. And uh, your, your feedback, uh, useful to you, productive? I mean, what? Uh, oh, very. It's, productive is it's, it's definitely the word for it. Fantastic. Um, and if anyone else, there's a couple of people in the chat window if they wanted to. If you guys want to provide any, any feedback or comments, you know, the process of continuous improvement at FDR remains the goal and the ideal. Doesn't it, tweet dumps? Yeah. <laughs> I, just uh, the fact that you do that, it's like, it's like um, I expect every time you say something about, you know, some economic theory for you to, to end it with, doesn't it, Sweetums? Doesn't it, Sweetums? Absolutely. <laughs> the gold standard is much better, isn't it, Sweetums? Isn't it, Sweetums? That's right. That's right. Who's got teeth now, Sweetums? <laughs> yeah, she's just got her uh, her lower teeth are starting to come in. She's bladed, oh, aren't you? She's got cheese. Anyway, anyway, sorry. As I continue my parenting while we're on the call. Uh, okay, good. Well, I think that's a great call. I'll obviously send you a copy. Let me know. Uh, I think this would be helpful for others. But uh, have a listen. Yeah, general general stream. Just, All right. Uh, well, pump it you. out there. All right. Thanks, man. Keep me posted. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.